0: Hello everyone and welcome to turning on the podcast and today oh you've got a truly amazing conversation ahead of you today. I speak to Rosa Maxwell, sex coach extraordinaire uh, that I've gotten to know through our certification program Uh, and we uh, recently met for the first time in real life and we'll share more about that in the conversation Um, so yeah I won't share too much this is a pretty long episode as is Um, but yeah we talk about why we became coaches why sex coaching is so much deeper than just three top tips to surprise each other in the bedroom Um, like a truly, truly a portal to the deepest personal development you can do and um, yeah, we share some of the most powerful tools we've experienced in our development so, sh- so far, and we talk about the power of sound and using your voice in reclaiming your pleasure and embodying your inner wild woman. So keep listening for a very exciting upcoming event uh, at around the one hour mark, and I can't wait to hear what you all think. So without further ado, Enjoy. Oh, You are all in for a treat today. I am joined by the amazing, the radiant Rosa Maxwell. Welcome, Rosa. Mm, thank you, Liz. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> uh, uh, Rosa and I met um, in the certification course we're doing uh, under Leila Martin. So yeah, I'll, I'll just stop talking and let you introduce yeah. yourself. Could you tell me a <laughs> bit more about yourself? Oh, absolutely. I would love to. Hi,
1: good, good morning, good afternoon, good <laughs> evening, wherever you are in the world, um, whatever time you're listening to this. I'm Rosa or Rosa Maxwell, and I am a sex, love and relationship coach. And I'm really on a mission to help People who feel disconnected from their sexuality, disconnected from their bodies, disconnected from their turn on, feel really powerful in their sexual energy and feel that turn on by life and know that when you begin to allow this energy to flow and you begin to feel more of this sexual energy and have more power within it, like, wow, it really, like, what I've found is it just, like, radiates everywhere and it's just it's just insane I feel so so lucky to do the work that I do and see how connecting people back with their bodies and sexuality impacts thing everything from from their work from their relationships from their sex life and Mm. from like even like family relationships and just hearing from my clients how how the work that we do together just impacts impacts everything 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 sex (laughs) is such a hot topic why don't we talk about it more um yeah and and so for me I guess I really I really got into this through my own healing journey. This is something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. I kind of toyed with the idea of being a sex therapist when I was in my very early 20s, but was kind of maybe convinced by uh, parental influence that it would be a good idea to do business first. Um, And so I did, I did, I did. Um, And then through a long journey, I could spend a lot of time as a coach in the corporate world and running behavioral experiments and getting really nerdy into the research. And yeah, and then there was one point where I stopped fully being able to function at work because I had a lot of historic trauma re-resurfacing through like a big long long series of events. And what I found is is I went to therapy. Like I I had the most amazing EMDR therapist and from this journey and then coming out the other side of therapy, I was like, how do I reintegrate as a sexual being? I I felt so disconnected from my body. I felt so disconnected from my sexuality. I had no idea who I was, like what I even wanted, but knowing still at my core, I was like, I was like, sex still feels really important. That physical intimacy, that, that like energetic feeling, that radiance, that like shine Mm. that I feel with, with being turned on. And yeah, and then it was through that journey, that kind of second part, I'd done the deep work around the the kind of healing, the trauma in EMDR. But then I was like, how do I reintegrate? And that's when I first... Started going to workshops. Um, that was kind of my first in. I went to like different workshops around sexuality, which kind of sounded really interesting to me, um, introduced me to things like uh ecstatic breath work, orgasmic breathwork, mm-hmm. um, different um sound circles things like that spaces where i could actually have a voice and and use more of my voice and talk about more of these things more more openly with a, a collective of of human beings and quite often collectives of of women which felt really really yeah. powerful in my own healing journey and yeah and then as i was going through all of this i was like i want to do this that that idea from my 20s resurfaced i was like I want to help others heal, like I want to help others integrate these parts of themselves that feel disconnected and bring back to this sense of wholeness to really allow sexual energy to to flow and build confidence in, in each other and in ourselves as these sexual beings, like really knowing our uh, our value, our worth, and, mm. and just oh, just feeling so at home and comfortable in our, our sexual skin—that it just boosts confidence in in all other aspects of of life. So yeah, that's that's a whistle stop tour of, of my kind of <laughs> journey and in getting into what I do and and really the why
0: I do it. Mm. Oh, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction into how you got in this space. There is so much I would want to go <laughs> into just based on oh, this story. In general, I just noticed how how similar it is to, to my mission as well and what I believe around sexuality. And I mean, the podcast is called Turning On. So obviously that living life in a state of turn on, that's very important to me. And yeah, this idea that when we tackle our sexuality and when we feel empowered in the bedroom, that causes a ripple effect into all mm-hmm. other areas of our life. And and that is truly how we... Um, with the work we've chosen are contributing to the earth's healing. If you want to take it like really big uh, because people are aligned with their sexuality. It's almost like, I wonder if you agree with that. It's work on your sexuality because it's such an intimate vulnerable thing that you need to be able to feel so safe for and themes of surrender come into play because it's so intimate. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't just do it surface level the, the work on your sexuality, it brings up all layers of your being. And that's why it's so much more than just, Ooh, three top tips to get him off in new, exciting ways. It's so much more than that. Um, a hundred percent. I feel Mm. that's so much like the reason,
1: one of the reasons as well, like from, from doing other, other different coaching work and like life coaching and business coaching and, um, and really feeling so at home myself in the realms of, of like sexuality coaching and sex coaching Mm -hmm. is what I realized is just, it's almost our sexuality is almost like the most like shadowy place. It's the place where we harbor the most like, like and our relationships and our love lives like where we harbor like our most insecurities um things that we pick up uh these patterns where these negative patterns show up that maybe we've collected from childhood and mm. i was like oh i want to go there i want to go to the the space and hold people in a space where they can explore these these shadows the shame that that maybe they have experienced the shame that maybe they have felt from from others. And, yeah. and to really, it's really one of the spaces that I feel you can have such a significant impact to to someone's life when yeah. when when we begin to embrace and feel empowered by our own sexuality and we are no longer confined by our social conditioning or our shame or those pesky shoulds, <laughs> like, I should do this or I should do that, or it should be like, I should be pleasing my partner. And, and, oh, and like what you said around surrender just resonates so, so much because mm-hmm. in my own personal experience as well, it's been a huge journey of mine. And I would say one, I'm still, I'm still on, like, I know that there can sometimes be misconceptions like of, like say us as coaches, like we've got it all figured out. We're
0: really
1: <laughs> No, I really, I, I actually personally don't believe that there is there is an end. Um mm. and that the more that we can enjoy the journey, um, the more fulfilling that that we get to experience life and the more pleasure that we can find in that journey itself, yes. the less pressure like we put on ourselves and particularly in a in a sexual sense. And that really like brings me back to that that idea of like surrender, surrender to the journey, surrender to the process and my own, like that's been part of my own personal journey, but surrendering sexually as well has allowed me to surrender in other areas of, of my life. So mm. allowing myself to be vulnerable, be intimate, be seen um, in my sexuality makes it so much less scary to be seen in like the rest of the world. <laughs> like, I could just, I feel so much more ease at like showing, showing up and feeling confident um, because I know who I am as a, as a sexual being. And yeah. sometimes like I close up and sometimes I might feel unsafe, like, and it might not feel safe for me to surrender and that's okay. Mm. Um, but I'm always kind of thinking like, how can I lean more into Surrender,
0: yes. um,
1: and into myself, and just feel yes. more of that
0: magnetism and more of that flow. Mm, beautiful, beautiful, and that's so true. And that's the thing with this, this work. You, um, oh, I was uh, coaching someone uh, yesterday, and one of the goals was to to gain some clarity on some relationship patterning and I said in the beginning like oh yeah probably this session we will end up like we have this one question and it's going to be answered but at the same time we're going to get 17 new questions that we want to get answered that's just what happens it's this huge magnifying glass and every Mm. new step you go there's another invitation to go even deeper so I fully agree with you to in the the statement that although I have to say, yes, since I've started my work, I'm, I'm with regards to my sexuality and my sex life. Yes. I'm hitting some of those goals that I would love to hit. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm getting yes! things down pretty well, but at the same time, yes, you just gain more and more awareness of the, the mm. areas that you could still del- delve even deeper into the parts where you maybe aren't able to surrender fully yet. Um, more limiting beliefs that you didn't even know you had. Yeah. There's mm. always more, um, but at the same time, you're learning the tools to manage all of that or to navigate all of that with grace, and yeah, and just yeah. inviting more pleasure into your life. Mm. Absolutely, I yeah. love that. I I typically work
1: with people for for three three months minimum, and what I found is is that the work goes really deep and really quickly, and the transformation that I often see with my clients from the beginning of the three months to, to the end is, is always like, always like, I'm always so in awe of, Mm. of my clients. Like for example, one client going from not knowing what they wanted sexually and just come out of like a big breakup and didn't feel very confident in themselves or their desires. And at the end of the three months, like, I mean, I got, I got a message from her two weeks later saying that she's like finally having the sex that she wants. She's finally getting these desires met and she's feeling more of that, that pleasure. And the thing, and and even that was just like scratching the surface of of all of the things that, that you could, you get deeper. I love that, that every time it's like you answer or get clarity on one thing, more questions arise. And, And so what I found is so far, pretty much all of my clients have always continued to work with me in different ways (laughs) and come back at different times when there's almost like a new question that they really want to go deep on. And yeah. um, Yeah. And I think it's just a a testament to how much there is to explore, how much there is to heal, how much there Mm. is to, to go deeper into Mm. and it just makes me really excited. And these tools are so transferable, um, like tools around that I know both of us teach, like around like breathwork, different integration tools, different, these things like they don't go away. Like at the end of a journey, they don't, they don't go away. Like you you Mm -hmm. have those tools for life. And that's why I think doing these coaching sessions and also running workshops and things like that to give people these tools that they can implement time and time and time again is invaluable. Like Yes. Honestly, honestly, the feedback that I get around some of the um, meditations—I love recording personalized meditations for for my clients and things like that. I still get messages saying, "I use this meditation every day. This meditation has changed my life. This breathwork practice um, has like impacted me in ways that I didn't even know was possible." And it's just like the ability—and I'm just—I I get so lit up because the ability to like just give. A person, like one tool that they can use, almost as this anchor or this point, and be able to keep coming back to, to really support that unlocking or that that exploration of Mm. of sexuality is such a gift, and I feel so so lucky all the time that we get to that we get to do this work. Um, Yeah, I really do. I really, really, I feel so freaking (laughs) lucky to be able Mm. to do this.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's so, and, and with every, every step of the journey we go on, every client you guide, you, you, you feel like you're healing a little bit more yourself and you're gaining Mm -hmm. new insights. And, uh, what you, what you mentioned about the tools I, I, um, fully agree uh and i can think even of i would love to hear from you in a little bit maybe what one tool has been that's really transformed you but it's it's good that you're mentioning just these are tools that we're teaching people that they take with them their whole life because i recently was speaking to a friend who um yeah he's he's a great friend he's just a normal guy and all this super introspective stuff is a little bit Um, yeah, not, not, not in his uh, ballpark. So he was asking me about my business and I, yeah, we went through my website and whatnot. And uh, he looked at one of my program descriptions for my uh, women's program venture into Venus. And he was reading and he said, yeah, you know, it's not that I don't, believe you or that I don't take it seriously, but I I, I kind of have to giggle um because it's just so far removed from his reality. <laughs> um mm. and I can see I noticed from people like that also it's so yeah but then you but then you start the coaching and then you just want more coaching and and because you say that as soon as you start you just have more questions and I can see in his head almost how he feels like yeah but isn't that kind of creating a sort of dependency between you and the client. Um, and I see how people think that, but at the same time, it's just so much fun to keep going. And there is just so much in these shadowy parts that have never been addressed. But at the same time, I love that you pointed out, we are teaching tools that you yeah. take with you in life. And it's those tools that make it that you can go even deeper in the next workshop you're in or in the next coaching track you're in. And um yeah. it's 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 just so potent so so such fertile ground to delve into I love that and I think that's such it's
1: so it's so interesting that that I and I'm curious like his his word with dependency um because I have so I have personal like I I I actually have two coaches um Mm. and and since I started therapy a few years ago I haven't stopped and I would never say I was, I personally, for me, like I would never say I'm dependent on it. Mm. It's just a, it's so great to have a professional sounding board Oh for yeah, the different things that I'm going to, like friends, friends are awesome. Like, and I have certain friends that I can talk to about anything and, and know that I'll be empathized with and listen to. But when you have someone who's, um, who doesn't like who's completely separated, like they're removed, like that's their profession. They're, they're the expert. They are able to hold space that, that time is all just for you. Oh man. It feels so good. I feel it as like such like an act of self-love for myself. And I am greedy. I have, I have two coaches. I have one that helps me with my business and I have one that helps me with my sex life and relationship. And genuinely it's, I look forward to, um, Every session, because it really, Mm. I gain so much clarity from each one. I delve a deeper layer. I understand myself so much more, and the more that I understand myself, the more I fucking love myself. I don't know if I can swear on this podcast, but like, (laughs) yeah, you can swear. Also, I'll let it out. But like, I do, I do, I really do, and. And that's, that's invaluable. Like you can't, for me, I can't, I can't put a price tag on like the depth of like my, my kind of self, self self-love and and Mm. acceptance and, um, and things and things like that. And I know in my, in my own kind of practice and with the clients that I, that I work with that often when people, come to me or like and then they continue working um it's more on and like an ad hoc basis so it's when they're kind of there so we do like a three-month journey Mm. and that's quite regular that allows really deep transformation but then after that all of my clients have the option to go on what I like to almost call like a freedom plan. Um, so they can book a block of six sessions that they can use anytime over like the next six months. And oh, what beautiful. I found that that really allows for for me and my, my practices is, is that they can if, if they've kind of got this question, they can come come back um and be like, I trust you. I've already built like this rapport with you. I know that these sessions are really valuable. Um, and here's this element that I want to go deeper on. Mm. And we'll design potentially like three session journeys where we'll focus on one particular Challenge whether it's, um, for example, one client I'm working with around family systems, and they were worked out that through our journey that actually one area that they're like, oh, I need to delve into this deeper is the impact of their upbringing and their relationships with different family members to to their to their to their sexuality and to their kind of relationship. So what we're really doing is this like laser sharp focus, three sessions where we focus on the relationship with mother, father, and stepmother, and Mm. really almost explore these reparenting and like what the needs were maybe that weren't met and how this impacts relationships. So it's really, it's, it's just, I love I love continuing to see my clients because with that rapport that's already been built, we can just go so much deeper, so much quicker. Um, and yeah, and, and just, oh, it just, it just feels so good. It just feels <laughs> so damn good to be able to go to these places.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. I love also the, the freedom plan approach mm. that makes so much sense. Cause yeah, you have just scratched the surface. You've done because basically, that's what you do—you build a base. I, I myself, I have um, a business coach that I worked with one-on-one earlier this year, and now I'm in a a group mentorship program uh, with her, with uh, a couple other amazing women. And yeah, what we did was for three months build the base, um, mm. uh, and it's one thing I notice that's different from maybe therapists or classic mental health. Um, care, uh, versus coaching is I feel like with coaching, there's so much more empowering you as a yes. person to do things by yourself. And that's what I noticed with my business coach. So strongly, she has empowered me to be able to make decisions by myself and to tap into, um, what my inner priestess thinks. And, yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, cause I've been in therapy too. I was uh, depressed for a few years in my early twenties and I did feel dependent on my psychologist, not necessarily because my psychologist wasn't keeping me dependent, but I was just terrified of relapsing. Mm. And then what if I'm in the world by myself and I don't have my professional soundboard? Um, So I actually stayed in therapy quite a lot longer than was needed. The last couple sessions, we had nothing to discuss because life was actually (laughs) going. Pretty well. (laughs) Uh, But I very clearly see that difference between with, um, yeah, with therapy, okay, what's wrong? How can Mm, we fix it? And with coaching, I know that you work from a similar angle. It's what do you desire? What do you want? And how Mm. can we uh, bring that out? Or what are the obstacles getting in the way with that? And it's really about shining our clients' brilliance back at them. And um, yeah, that just feels as a coach also so so much more empowering uh than like oh I work with broken people we don't work with broken people we work with amazing people we work with beautiful people who uh yeah maybe Mm -hmm. just have a couple blind spots um yeah I I also think like people people might feel
1: broken I know I really resonate with that in my like I used to think because of the way I couldn't connect with my sexuality and I felt so disconnected from my body and I couldn't feel turned on with my, with my partner at the time, um, that I, I felt broken, you know, Mm. and the whole journey that, that like I went on. And and one of the things that I really love to, to work with my clients is that integration. and, And it's like that acknowledgement, like you're not like what does it mean to be broken but like one of the messages that i love to 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 help integrate is that like we aren't broken we just need to integrate all of these different pieces of ourselves to feel that that wholeness and one of my clients um we're still working together and and she's she's been with me for for oh just just such it's such a beautiful journey but she was very felt very disconnected from herself and her partner. And it was causing lots of ruptures in the relationship from um, experiences of of trauma that that mm. she had um experienced. And I remember one of the things that she still says um to me quite quite regularly that was one of the biggest takeaways from our our first journey together, our first three months, was how like she did feel broken. Mm-hmm. And that through this three month process, she was like I never thought that even these pieces that felt so fragmented from my trauma from these experiences of disconnection that actually they make they make me whole. Mm. I don't need to try and get rid of them anymore. They're part of me and I can embrace them and love them. I'm getting like emotional saying this because like <laughs> I really I really resonate like in my own personal journey of our experience mm. and then to be able to hear her say that say that and I was like that's that's it that's that's it is is when we embrace ourselves in our wholeness and even these parts Mm. that maybe feel broken maybe feel disconnected maybe feel fragmented maybe maybe we even want to get rid of them um but if we can really embrace them um it allows us to yeah, to feel more connected to ourselves, to be able to tackle anything that kind of comes up, like triggers and things like that. Yeah. And it allows us to, uh, one of one of the core things that I found in my work is that when we integrate these different parts and we feel into our wholeness, we allow our sexual energy to flow.
0: Mm. Because if
1: we've got these pieces that, that we're ignoring or we don't like or feel disconnected or feel fragmented or feel broken mm. and we're kind of pushing them away, And it's really challenging to feel that turn on, to feel like that ecstatic pleasure, to feel connected so deeply to ourselves and to our partners that when we get the chance to integrate, then we can just allow more Mm. energy, more flow, more pleasure. Mm. And, oh, and just, yeah, I just, oh, it just makes me feel so good. (laughs) I really like just that, that idea of, yeah, we do feel broken and how can we integrate how can we just integrate all these different yeah. parts of ourselves? Yeah.
0: Oh, I got chills when you when yeah. you shared that. Too. That also <laughs> can make me quite emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, but it's so true. It's the allow, and it it reminds me of um uh, uh uh Rosa and I went to, or Rosa invited me to a beautiful, beautiful spiritual festival, um in September, and it was a magical experience, and one of the days, Rosa. Good. She hosted a sex magic workshop, which was so juicy and so good. <laughs> um, and one of the main realizations I had, because a lot of my desire, you just mentioned connection and connection mm-hmm. has been very central in my desires, my goals in life lately to experience connection to my body, to the people around me, to my sexuality, to the earth, yeah. um, and I realized in the aftermath of that workshop that connection, when you seek connection, when you're so goal-oriented towards, I now want to find and experience connection, um, you sometimes stray further away from it because yeah. connection is our default mode. Connection is always there. To experience connection is to allow. And I really hear that in the story you just shared. It's You will feel that connection to your body and your sexual energy, not by denying the, in parentheses, broken parts, not by yeah. pushing away the pain and the discomfort. It's by allowing, it, welcoming them in, that you can feel that connection that's already there from the beginning and that's also so central to to tantric teachings um, mm. i mean tantra is a huge topic it's yeah. it's 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 huge it's old it's so much more than sex but one of the central lessons at least that i um in my understanding is that everything is sacred yeah. everything is holy so yeah. yes our sexuality is holy yeah. but the broken parts are, of us are holy too yeah the darker experiences in life are holy too, in a way. And that can be a a tricky thing to balance because you don't want to go to someone who's just experienced big trauma and say, oh, you know, this is divine, hey? That's not the way to to tackle it. But when integrating in ourselves, we can invite ourselves to see things from that perspective and yeah, know that we don't have to push anything away. It's, it's It's all welcome. Agreed, and I
1: love the. I, I. I. mean, I'm so into tantra. the The course that both Liz and I, the certification that we've been doing, is a, mm. a tantric. Integrated approach to sexuality and it's really expanded my my mind. This is my so I did um this this is my second coaching qualification. So I studied Mm -hmm. with um, the Somatica Institute in in California, which gave me a great grounding in embodied and experiential um coaching for sex love and relationships and and kind of put me set up really deep foundations in this. And and I would say this course with with Layla Martin is just expanding on mm. like everything is so so expansive and one of the other principles around um those tantric principles like just to build on what you were talking about Liz is is I love that the transmutation of energy as well so so when so these these negative I say negative with um kind of air quotes but these negative parts of us that maybe we don't like, that maybe the shameful parts, those, those things, maybe these negative patterns, these parts of of us that feel broken, that we can use that energy and transmute that that energy, mm-hmm. any of the emotions, any of these experiences, and find the pleasure in them. Yeah. And find the pleasure in like integrating them and and utilizing these parts of us as as powerful parts of us they don't have yes. to be um these and and giving them different roles and mm. and i just love i love that concept and i and i mean i see it in action all the time in my work and with my clients but and in myself like the mm. more that we can Allow these parts and almost channel and direct the energy. Yeah. Or you can, you can actually start <laughs> to experience some deep, deep pleasure uh,
0: from from these these shadowy parts or these Ooh. parts that we don't actually like. I, I remember when we had a workshop kind of around that theme. And yeah. with me, the realization immediately sunk in this is some kinky stuff. Shadow work is super kinky I think what was the um, we were um asked to embody different emotions and then find the pleasure in it Woo! Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of pleasure actually in experiencing disgust in jealousy and Yeah. yeah I had a an experience a couple of months ago it was a very heavy full moon in July and All my shadow parts came out to play, my childish parts, my, my, I, I threw a temper tantrum and everything came out and I, I decided, okay, let me lean into a, yeah, a shadow side of myself, a side of me that I tend to suppress, um, and that is the girl that always gets picked last. That is a a definite persona in my in my shadow self. And I thought, okay, okay, mm-hmm. I in general feel very rejected right now. I'm fully channeling. I'm picked last in gym class, and nobody wants me, and nobody wants to date me, and I am not of importance at all. Yeah, in the world. I feel. Like <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay, how can I? integrate this. So that whole weekend, mm. I cried a lot that weekend. And then that edge, that sadness turned into anger. And then I went mm. on a very angry run and the anger still hadn't dissipated. So that was a bit frustrating. So then I got more angry. Um, and then, yeah, I just allowed it to flow through. And the next day I thought, okay, how can I, let me go for a walk and just be the girl that always gets picked last and enjoy it. And yeah, I could see that it was like reframing like, okay, yeah, the girl that always gets picked last, she is free. She is her own agent. She can social butterfly all she wants. And yeah, just that reframe, that was such a a healing experience. Mm. And that is that that finding the pleasure um, in these negative emotions or maybe even just just focusing on the physical sensations whenever you have an overwhelming emotion. Cause especially for example, um, shame and embarrassment, I can find that emotion paralyzing. I, I will yeah. just shut, shut down. That's so really being very conscious with, okay, but what am I feeling? I'm feeling my stomach mm. this, I feel in my chest that that's mm. been a great tool for me to, yeah, handle these emotions without going into the numbing behaviors of scrolling endlessly or, substances or whatever, that's been a big life-changing tool for me. And I'm very curious if you maybe have a tool like that, that you would say, oh yeah, that tool, that's something I take with me. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I really hear you as
1: well on focusing on that, the the felt sense and like those Mm. felt sensations in the body, because you're right. These emotions can be so overwhelming. Like, oh my God, I feel so angry. And like, you get stuck in almost that that thought of feeling angry, but when we slow it down and we're like, Oh, what does this anger actually feel like in my body? Do I feel it in my gut? Do I feel it in my chest? Do I feel it like a tingling sensation in my arms? Oh, I I don't know. As you were speaking, (laughs) I was getting all these like shivers across my body and I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, I like, I felt the pleasure in your, in your share. And just if anyone's interested, if anyone listening is interested in, diving deeper into this. Um, a really great book is Existential Kink. I really loved this book um, to really dive deeper into my own shadowy parts and begin to find the pleasure with within, within all of those. And with regards to tools that I have found really supportive, I mean, the one that I just always come back to is Breathwork. Mm. Um, and I often teach, I would, no, I say often teach, I teach all of my clients. One of the first sessions that we will do, I do a very simple breathwork technique called the three part breath, where you breathe deeply into your chest, into your belly, and then down into your pelvis and your genitals. So mm. really, and, and it's, I mean, it's so connected to, to sexuality as well, but so often we... Um, if anyone listening resonates with feeling maybe neurotic or high anxiety <laughs> or um, just a bit kind of scatty, um, um I've like, I mean, that's me. I'm talking, I'm talking about myself <laughs> here as well, but I'm certain that I'm not the only one that, that feels like sometimes these feelings of like anxiety or frustration or confusion can be, can be so overwhelming. And by breathing into the chest, and then breathing deeper into the belly, and then drawing it even deeper into the pelvis, is so grounding and so foundational for everything else that that I've that I've found. And and this this breath work practice for me translates into, as you were saying, like that that felt self feeling those emotions. Typically, if I'll while I'll do that, I'll be focusing on breathing like down into my chest, down into my belly, down into my pelvis. Um, if I'm going on a date, I'll be doing that breathwork technique as I'm sitting there on my date and maybe (laughs) freaking out about like what to say next. And am I being interesting enough? Or like all of this monkey mind, Mm. this chatter, this anxiety, these insecurities start to pop up. That's when I really bring it home to this breathwork and the body and as I've mentioned, like such a huge part of my work is reconnecting people deeply, really deeply back into their bodies and their sexuality. And I found that this breathwork technique is foundational, mm. foundational to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and starting to build that aliveness in the in like the pussy or the penis or yeah. um, or any other genital identity that you abide by is just so, so good. And and at the beginning, it's like really difficult. You're like, how the hell do I breathe into this part of my body over time and practice? You're like, oh, my God, I feel it. <laughs> like, oh, wow. And then you can bring this tool in while you're having sex and begin to feel That deeper connection to your body
0: Mm. while you're
1: you're in that sexual intimacy. And if you're someone, again, I'm speaking mostly about myself. And I hear this (laughs) a lot from the the particularly the women that I that I work with. But if you're someone who gets stuck in your head um, in sexual interactions, coming back, bringing it back to the body and actually also combining with like the the two tools that Liz and I are talking about, like are so (laughs) joined, but like, if you bring it back to the body with the breath and begin to focus on your felt sensations, like what it is that you feel in your body, then, oh my gosh, that surrender that we were talking about earlier, that (laughs) is so, can feel so much easier, feel so much more achievable. Like the orgasms are just better. Yeah. The connection is just better. I just, oh my God. If, if, if everyone could learn two things is, is breathe and feel.
0: Yes. Oh,
1: breathe and feel.
0: I agree 100%. I was, um, I was catching up with a friend, uh, a few weeks ago and she also asked me, like, oh yeah. And about the coaching, do do you have any tips? I'm like, oh, well, this is a, (laughs) there's so much I I can share. (laughs) But I thought, okay, if I look at, um, The past year and the development I've made, what is the Mm. one thing that I think Mm. made the biggest difference? It is sitting and becoming more comfortable with my felt sense and becoming more aware. Because I remember earlier in this year when these types of practices... Uh, we first started tackling them uh, in the course, if I had to close my Mm -hmm. eyes and feel into what do I feel right now? I didn't feel a lot. I really didn't feel a lot. At this point, I am very acutely aware of my sensations, almost annoyingly so sometimes. (laughs) I noticed in the beginning when I started, I realized that pleasure and ecstasy were much more in reach um but then as a a shadow side now a bit later on i'm also more aware of the discomfort and the and the yeah. pain and the stiffness but in general just sitting and doing a little meditation and naming my sensations out loud that mm-hmm. strengthens strengthens the left brain connection too mm-hmm. that i think was fundamental and you mentioned at some point the monkey brain and women with that that Chattering in the brain. Yeah. I, I also hear that so often. And I have that myself. Interestingly enough, um, when having sex, it's actually when all the focus gets put on me, mm. that's all of a sudden my brain is like, oh, okay, what, what what's happening? Are we uh, Should we be coming now? And blah, blah, blah. What do you feel? Blah, 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 blah. And the chatter just keeps going. And then connecting to what am I actually feeling right now? And breathing just breathing um that really is the key oh oh my
1: gosh I would say like two years ago my own kind of personal journey two years ago I would have never been able to receive um sexually Mm. whether it's oral or whether it's just having all of the attention on me and oh my gosh now Like my monkey mind doesn't even like, it's very rare that the monkey mind kind of comes in and starts and oh my goodness, just like thinking about it, like the pleasure waves that I now experience. And I love to receive, I love to have all the attention Mm. on me. I love, I love, I love that reciprocity as, as well but I love feeling someone's energy and focus. And I love being able to move the sexual energy like around Mm. my body to just experience. And I get lost in it. Like I'm no longer lost in my mind. I'm lost in the energy that is being created around my body from this like pleasure. And that's, that's like a huge, a huge, huge, like I feel like it's something I could be like super proud of, but like, but it's like a huge goal of mine that, that, I've been working on for a very Mm. long time and to be able to, just really feel it. I'm even getting chills. as like I, I share and I'm just like already getting excited for the next time I get to go and like, receive.
0: Ah! I'm like is it tonight or is it Friday? Ah! <laughs> uh,
1: and
0: then like, that's an <laughs> occupational hazard of all these juicy conversations in the back of your head. You're so like, oh, it's just
1: amazing not to be worried about it. And I think that's the big thing because I used to, that used to be a barrier to me, for me, for, for sex. And I, and I hear this with my clients as well. Mm -hmm. is that that actually a barrier to even engaging in sex is because I'm so worried about the monkey mind and the pressure that I'll put on myself so switching off the monkey minds and being able to and it takes time and it takes practice and it takes repeated repeating these these kind of tools and techniques over and over and over again and 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 I mean as well as that and I know this is something that we're both quite keen on, uh, on talking about in this, this kind of topic. But I found that untangling a lot of like the social narratives and the and the shame around like me enjoying sex and also being vocal in in my sexual experiences is yes. like like that 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 other tool. Like if we do like talking about tools, like the other tool that I found so transformative to me is like allowing myself to be loud, allowing yeah. myself to express in the way and and like i used to be as quiet as a mouse and like what happens when we're so quiet is like our whole body is like tensed up that means that means for me like my belly is tense that means my pussy is tense it means like i'm not allowing this surrender i'm not allowing this free flow of free flow of energy because i'm concentrating so hard on like <gasps> don't want to wake up uh, the neighbors or i'm yeah. embarrassed about what my partner might might think of my like yes. my noise or my or my sounds and I've grown up with all this messaging of of like like I should be seen and not heard and all these different narratives. don't make a fuss um. Uh, f- only like porn stars make so much <laughs> oh, noise during yeah, orgasm yeah 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 a hundred percent oh like you sound like a porn star and I'm like fuck you man <laughs> so it's like it's like messages or being told to be quiet and yeah and, and things like that and, and it really shuts down shuts down that that side and I just yes. can't I can't, I can't do that anymore. I, I won't, I won't because <laughs> I know the amount that it limits my pleasure. And, and now, oh my gosh, the noises that sometimes I make, I'm like, what the fuck is that? But like, <laughs> I'm so here for it. It's like guttural, like growling and like, um, and it can be high pitched and it can vary, but I don't censor my sound anymore. And that has been uh, truly amazing. transformational for being able to receive, mm. um, um, because I'm just allowing whatever the sounds want to come out. So, and then also experiencing more ecstatic, full bodied freaking orgasms, like pleasure, like rippling everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. That that sounding is so key. Using my voice and sounding is so key. Yes.
0: No, you touched on like the shame. And then, cause you also, do you describe like, oh, your body is tensed up. Yeah. Then you're not going to feel, Mm. In your body You're not going to feel relaxed You're not going to feel All the sensations available to you mm-hmm. And also that, that That worrying about your sound That completely switches On the monkey mind um, yeah. And oh and the neighbors And is the window closed And oh, what oh. He oh and what does this sound sound like Is I've noticed I have always been quite loud In bed Amazing <laughs> But I did feel the shame yeah. uh, That I would know Like one partner He was, uh, uh, Lots of partners were very very into that, they they enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. But then every now and then you'd have another one, and they would be like, "Oh, mm, you, you can just tell they're not comfortable with it." Ooh. And 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 all oh, and oh, having housemates sometimes tell me, "Oh, I once forgot to open my my lock was broken, so the door accidentally was just like open, open." That was we were. It was a loud yeah. house. That was not not ideal. But then the shame that you end yeah, up as, shame, mm, and it prevents you from being fully in the experience. And now, I'm really leaning into also more variation in sound. Yeah, because generally sound wants to come out for me in general. But I would be yeah curating. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: curating I only want the most perfect orgasmic sounds I don't want to go to the the rough places yes yes the sounds that might sound maybe a little weird and I'm doing air quotes again yes um, yes for those who are listening (laughs) and it's so funny when you mention shame that like even with that like some partners what I felt in my body when you mentioned like some partners were so into it and others were kind of like oh no like when you said that I felt like my body contract and I was like, oh I'm taking on like that's their <laughs> shame that shouldn't be yes yours that's 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 not that's their projection on mm. you um not and that's something that like has been like a huge mindset shift for me and that I'd love to share with everyone listening is that when we can acknowledge that, that actually the things that bring us pleasure and that are like true to us and in alignment with us, um, that's the most important thing is if we feel good, if we feel good in it, if we've done our own work, we've untangled like our shame, but we will come up against other people's shame that Mm. they will project onto us. And when we can create that separation, and this is, I do this quite a lot in my work, but like create that separation of this isn't my shame like I still feel really good like I want to be as loud as fuck and if like that if that person doesn't (laughs) doesn't bite into that um, and and that's not something that they're comfortable with that's not a reflection on me it's not because what my sounds are shameful it's not because I am bad it's because they've still got some stuff that they need to like yes they need to work out um, but yeah. Oh, I felt in my body. I felt,
0: mm. I felt that shame
1: from someone else. <laughs> as you and I was like, Nope, that doesn't belong to you. <laughs> yes.
0: And it's so like, I, I do understand also where the shame in, in, in women comes from, but also yeah. the shame in the partners like that yeah. they're projecting. Cause we live in a world that in general wants to censor women's voices mm. In the bedroom and outside of it, um, that's been a big part of my childhood wounding uh, yeah. is around feeling like my voice is taken away. Like that's honestly that if I have nightmares, it's about not being heard. It, it seems yeah. so cheesy, but I had a nightmare the other day where I was with my family and uh, we were scrolling around on Netflix And I found a movie of a book I was reading at that moment It was very specific, this dream mm. um, And I found the movie And I put it on for a second Just to kind of like see Oh, that's funny I'm reading this book And then my family <laughs> And I, I tried to switch it off Saying like, okay, but sorry guys I'll switch it off now Because I haven't finished reading it yet And I don't want any spoilers And they kept on watching <gasps> And I would be like No guys, please I'm setting a boundary here I would appreciate it if we watched a different movie Because I don't want and they're like, no. And me just ending up, it always ends with me like screaming to yeah. be heard and everyone just dismissing me. And that 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 Oof. kind of feeling that's it's it's just so transparent too. Like, mm. what is your childhood wounding? Like my my brain is not allowing for any doubt yeah. on what that is, but that is a very um in a patriarchal society, uh, a very common experience, not being heard. So we censor ourselves. We take our voices away. We don't speak up in that meeting. We don't Ugh. express our, our our discomfort on a on a date with a guy who maybe doesn't really feel yeah. into our boundaries naturally. We don't express it when someone hurts our feelings within a friendship. And yeah, I see how this translates into us not allowing ourselves to sing because mm. you can only be heard if you're perfect. Yeah. If you meet all the, if you fit the bill, if it's, if it's a performance worthy of listening to um, yeah. and then the bedroom. Oh, and I know I that. that. Yeah. You oh, feel strongly about this too. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was feeling as you were sharing,
1: like almost like such a visceral reaction in my mm. body, like almost like, like my, like my, I started making these like, like weird, clench like faces like ugh, yeah that feeling of like yeah not and and it's because I've been there not using my voice not to not to express like when when I've got a boundary when I, I have let my boundaries be crossed so many times and I've had my boundaries be crossed um even when I have spoken up, like my boundaries have still been crossed by men um, mm. in different sexual scenarios, like in my own experiences of sexual trauma that like I mentioned yeah. before. And it feels like that's my voice. It, it really felt like that was my voice being taken away. Like I wasn't being listened to. My no yeah. wasn't respected. Um, and and then we go into these freeze responses and or and fight mm. and flight. And we all have like our nervous system so genuinely having the ability through my own healing of trauma and through all the work that I've done um, with my coaches and also the training that I've done with the Somatica Institute and with Layla Martin, refinding my, my voice, um, mm. sexually, in in those ways, has just been one of the most life changing things. Yeah. Because having a voice makes me feel confident and empowered, and knowing that my voice deserves to be respected, yes. um, and that has given me taken me away from what I was definitely in more of like a victim narrative um, mm. that was replaying cycles. Like I would, I would almost intentionally put myself in these self destructive cycles like we even with alcohol um because it's the things that are familiar like this unsafety was so familiar and so I would actively be putting myself in spaces where where my voice wouldn't be respected. Um, yes. And oh my gosh, a pattern that I found that I've broken is I no longer go for these like bad boy type type yes. men. Um, I've noticed that all the guys that I've like dated in the past year or so, I was like, oh my God, they're all like really emotionally intelligent, really empathetic, really in tune. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And, and like, if I think of me like three, three four years ago, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the type that I would have gone for. I would have gone for the people who would have crossed my boundaries, who wouldn't have respected my voice. So, it was, yeah. and I only, I only realized this genuinely, I think last week or the week before is this is a really new realization that this pattern's kind of been broken and I, and mm. it's not a pattern I was working on. So it just kind of goes to show like when we work on on our sexuality in different ways, it really impacts everything. Um, oh, yeah. And just around voice as well. It just, you mentioned singing mm-hmm. um, and that's been a huge personal journey of mine. I I now can say with huge pride and excitement, like, how can I not say this? I, I still feel a little stickiness about what I'm about to say, but like that, I am a singer. I oh, am yeah. a performer. I'm, how can I not? Like that's something I used to feel so uncomfortable mm-hmm. saying. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I kind of sing. I kind <sighs> of use my voice. I've been performing at fe- I've performed at two festivals this year. Like I I, I would <laughs> like to let the listeners know. I've
0: heard Rosa perform. She is amazing, amazing yes. and so intuitive and she writes songs. Thank you. I don't know if you've ever heard of Dolly Parton and how easily she writes songs. Like she's written thousands of songs, I believe, and mm. she'll just write you do that too. You'll just I knock out a song like like that. And
1: I yeah. do, around a sacred campfire, like around a sacred fire and like we're all singing and dancing. That's, uh, we might touch on that story again, but um, yes. it's just, <laughs> oh wow. But really like even then, as I was saying it, I still felt this slight stickiness in my stomach being like, oh, I'm a singer. Um, but I am, I am a singer. I love to sing. Um, and that's been a huge journey of mine is is finding my voice as a singer, like I used to never, like I never thought I could sing. I never, I never would sing in front of anyone except for my really close friends. Even when I was at uni and I would do open mic nights and and things like that. I would always do it because I loved doing it, but I never thought I was like any good. Um, yeah. I never was like, Hey, look at me, like using my voice. I'm like this amazing singer. Um, and now... You can't you can't stop me like and and one of the craziest things that I noticed so across this whole like pandemic is I was uh, so the festival that Liz and I went to is called um, Wonderment so the Wonderment Retreat Festival and if anyone wants to go check (laughs) it out it's like oh it's my favorite place but I went three years ago and I was invited to perform that was like the first festival I ever I ever performed at and. So I then went on a big healing journey. That was probably, that year was probably the biggest like healing and transformation for me. And I hadn't I hadn't played guitar much that year. I was too busy deeply in my trauma um, and working all of that out. But I hadn't played guitar. I hadn't really been singing much, um, nothing like that. And when I went to, I was invited back to Wonderment Festival the year after to, to perform again, um, to, to play music and sing. And I think it was three, four people who'd been at both festivals came up to me after this, this second time. And they were like, wow, your, your voice, it's like changed so much. You've gotten so much like better. Like, what have you been doing? Have you been seeing like a vocal coach? Have you been practicing loads? And I was like, no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't changed. I haven't done anything to like actively work on my, on my voice. And they were like, what have you been doing then? I was like, oh, you know, healing my sexual <laughs> trauma, my wounds, and like working on my sexuality. And and um, they were like, whoa. And and this was one of the first instances. And I kind of already knew this, but it was like a really poignant example for me that when like like how this work and working on sexuality radiates everywhere. So it's it's like singing more with that connection to my eros, mm. to my to my like deliciousness, to that juiciness, singing more from a place of like sexuality and creativity are so deeply linked. So so deeply linked. Yes. Um and it's, also from I uh, just want, well, yeah, these, these tools and techniques with like breath work and breathing in that way, like that's gonna have a like a knock-on impact, this connection to my body and being able to sing from that space oh my gosh. And it is like, it's magical. Like the difference in my voice is so magical from, from those two. And it's, yeah, it's
0: oh, it just runs so deep. I'll put that on my website, unintended side effect, your voice, your singing voice might get much better. I yeah. will take 10% of all your earnings as a superstar music. A hundred percent,
1: a hundred percent. It's so, it's so wild, but it's so, it's so true. It's so so true, and I feel it in my energy as well, more more than my voice. Like it's, yeah. and I don't even know whether it's the voice that really changes, or whether it's my stage presence, or mm. or what. But like the whole experience is so much more pleasurable yeah. for me and for the
0: audience from yeah. from the feedback that I've been getting. Oh, well, I love that you mentioned the the connection between sexuality and creativity because yeah. that. Sexuality is creator energy. That mm. is how life is born. That is where life comes from. So to me, it makes so much sense that they are so inextricably linked. Um, that made me, oh, made me realize today also. Sexuality is such a natural thing and it makes sense. It's meant to be pleasurable. It's meant yeah. to feel good because we're meant to do it. Often my um, my housemate has um, or had uh, covid Uh, I was out for uh, a few days. And then before I came back, I got a message. Hey, I tested positive. Maybe (gasps) don't come home. So I've been uh, nomading around. I'm back home now. Thankfully, she's feeling better. Um, But she lost her sense of taste. Mm. And she's been telling me eating is a struggle. She's lost weight since she got COVID because she's just not enjoying eating anymore. Yeah. Uh, she's really just doing it because right now it's roughly about lunchtime, and I guess I should. Uh, and that made me realize, yeah, they uh, they the universe, it it food has been made a pleasurable experience oh, for us so because we should be doing it because we need it to survive. And now, of course, you don't need to have sex to survive. it's it's not a, a fundamental like you can survive without having sex. but mm. that it's pleasurable to me is already proof that we, should be doing it because I truly mm. believe that pleasure, a state of pleasure, is our natural state of being, and I it's agree. the daily stressors of life. It's our conditioning. It's mm. it's it's limiting beliefs that that disconnect us from that pleasure filled core, and yeah, things like owning your sexuality, eating good food, uh, and mm. uh, yeah. Working on our limiting beliefs and our conditioning and releasing the shame, for example, by singing with pride and love and 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 energy, that is stuff that reconnects us to that pleasure-filled core. And I really also see the function of singing specifically and making sound and connecting us to the felt sense yeah. of the body. It was at the 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 festival uh, that I it was one of the days where I started the day with a singing circle. Then
1: mm. I did.
0: Oh, I don't even remember what I did, a a burlesque workshop then in the afternoon. And then we had your beautiful sex magic workshop later where doing breath work and sounding on the exhale. It's magical to be in a room of people and be like, oh, and now sound on the exhale. And everyone is just, oh, it's it's lovely to do that with a room full of people. And that made me realize there is so much sensation in making sound, Mm -hmm. even just humming, right now if i put my hands on my sternum i can feel the vibrations that is a physical sensation and it's a pleasurable 100%. one so our vocal i was going to say our
1: vocal cords are connected to our pelvis and like our like and our and our, if you're if you're a woman your pussy um as well well, so if you hum, like just notice mm. how the vibrations make their whole way down into your your mm. pelvis and, and your mm. pussy. So just mm. just as a little like fun experiment, <laughs> but just thinking about like sounds and singing and
0: yeah. pleasure,
1: just see how the, it feels to notice how those vibrations yeah. like echo down into our
0: like sexual centers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so 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 juicy. Oh, yeah. And it was that day that an idea was born and yes. that the idea was solidified later that night yes. when we were sitting around a fire, um, singing magically, a beautiful co creative process of a, a random group of people sitting around the fire. We just had a little cacao ceremony, mm. and someone, I don't even know who, someone started humming. Um before you know it, oh, I can even just get emotional thinking about it. It was so beautiful. Before we knew what was happening, someone had taken a, a shruti box. It's like a yeah. um an Indian like accordion-ish instrument, mm-hmm. and just started singing yeah. something. And we all joined in and we all harmonized and we just made music there on the spot. And that that moment there, I think that was just a quintessential wild woman embodiment (sighs) moments. Rosa wrote a beautiful song about wild women. And yeah, we both, I feel, felt so connected to Mm. all the people around the fire, to the fire, to our Mm. own inner wild woman, to our sexuality and to our voice. And that's when we got the idea to organize a workshop all around sound uh, so yeah, if you want to share a bit more about your experience that night or the workshop, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> uh, I say I need to sound it out. It's so interesting to feel like that come up as, um, as we're speaking, but that was, Oh, it was just such a magical moment, and knowing how important sound is for our just, just our like orgasmic potential, our pleasure, Mm. um, for using our voices to feeling empowered, to feeling confident, how it's all connected with our sexuality. And really, that it wasn't just you can do these, you can do these practices alone. You can, you can hum by yourself. You can Mm. sing by yourself in the shower. Um, (laughs) you can be orgasmic and make noise, um, alone or, or even with a partner, but when there was something so magical and I've, I've experienced this a lot, um, the, the singing circle was with an amazing sound healer called Char- Charabella. I really recommend checking mm. her out. She's just phenomenal. I've been to so many of her, her mm. sound circles. She's really, she's really, really such a, a special human being. Um, And so having that at the day and and then that evening around the fire, just feeling that connectivity and that flow with everyone joining in harmony, using their voices, connecting in this way, singing this song, which came out of some channel. (laughs) I was channeling or source, like divine inspiration, singing about... Just what it means to be a wild woman, what it means to be connected to that archetype, to be connected so deeply to our bodies, to trust our intuition so deeply, to feel so free. Um, and feeling that in that moment with, mm. as I was singing, everyone got up and started dancing around this fire and it felt wild. It felt passionate. It felt freeing. It felt sexy. It mm. felt so deeply yes. sensual and erotic in, in a platonic way. Yes. And this is one thing that I love. Like when I talk about being turned on my life, I don't mean, you go out and you are like literally turned on and want to have sex all the time, but it's like exactly. allowing that flow of Eros energy and feeling that deep sensual pleasure and aliveness that that mm. comes with that. So it's almost that erotic within the platonic as well as like the erotic within the, the kind of sexual, um, but really feeling this like, oh, just powerful Eros life force, like energy, like flowing around that fire that, that Liz and I just after it. So, so inspired. Like we both are really aligned in our missions. We're both Mm. very aligned. Like we've done a lot of coaching work together as part of the course, like, like the feeling of connection that I feel between us runs so deep, Mm -hmm. so much deeper, like a lifetime of depth, um, (laughs) compared to like just the short time that we've really, really known each other. Um, but we have been so inspired to create a workshop for anyone who really wants to feel more of this connection to their voice, to this wild woman archetype, to really Mm -hmm. feel that liberation um, in their vocalization and their sexuality, to allow more of this to flow, to, to just feel more of that erotic energy to feel more of that sexual energy to feel more of that connection to the self to start to untangle some of the shame and conditioning that that we experience and I am so stoked for the magic that we are going to create in this in this workshop and my real feeling is is this sense of of liberation that's that's what really comes through for me for this workshop is that feeling of Um, I want you to leave this workshop feeling so liberated, so connected to your voice, connected to your body, and just feeling that energy that is created in a space of like-minded people all using their voices without shame and joining in
0: this way. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I just get like... Oh, such a nice warm feeling! In my stomach thinking back of that moment, and I think you put it very well. That's exactly the goal we want to. That's why it's 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 done in sisterhood, so we can all mm. together release that shame and feel that we're not alone, and work on releasing our sound, unleashing our inner wild woman, and unlocking our true orgasmic potential um, with the tool of sound, with singing, with meditation, with sounding. Um, and really working with that tool to yeah, bring yeah. us closer to connection and a state of turn on. Um, so yeah, beyond excited to be able to yeah, create yeah. these moments. Yeah. Oh,
1: that that trio, release, <laughs> unleash, and unlock. Like, oh, it's just <laughs> it just feels so good. And and really like the journey that we will take you on mm. is really around connecting with that inner wild woman really getting to know her getting comfortable with her like using your voice starting to just feel what it feels like to express through humming through song that we will lead you through feeling that interconnectedness and interplay of your voices merging Mm -hmm. and connecting with with others And really feeling into through breath work as well, this deep connection to the body and really allowing this raw expression Mm -hmm. of your sounding and creating an environment which allows you to release this, some of this shame that you have around using your voice that allows you to unleash your your voice in this way and and unlock this this deeper part of you this this mm. sexuality and so for anyone who is interested and would like to to join us it will be hosted in in London um, on the twenty first of of November and it'll be a half day workshop. Um, And yeah, please, if this, if any of this resonates, if you are feeling the energy, if you are feeling into what we're saying. And Mm. even if you might feel like I know it's only natural, like I've definitely been this, I felt before going to workshops, maybe even a little fear or discomfort. Um, And that's always um, oh Liz, you have the most perfect, what is it? Anticipation and excitement. A little bit of fear. Yeah. So
0: I'll let Liz share this. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's stayed with me when she shared this with me a few months uh, ago. Um, and yeah, knows uh, you're on the right track.
0: Mm, yeah, this is my uh, my, my business coach once told me this. Yeah. So you you know it's your intuition tugging at your gut when it's excitement mixed with a little bit of fear. Yeah. Um. That's when you know yeah. it's the right. It's 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 a growth edge, and it's it's something for you to go for. So if you feel that, yeah, that tugging your gut, that little bit of fear mixed with quite a bit of excitement, then you know it's your inner wild woman yeah, calling you to come. She's calling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's 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 in sisterhood. It's all together. So mm. even. If you're feeling hesitant about coming by yourself, do not worry. You will leave yeah. the workshop with a bunch of sisters. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's aimed at women. This event specifically. Yeah. Um, what other information is useful? Yeah, give us a follow on on Instagram, and we will keep you updated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, drop a link. We'll mm. drop a link
1: in the in the notes as well if you want to yeah. find out more and um, come along and book a ticket. And I really want to just make a net mention as well on this. This. So I used to be terrified of of sister sisterhood. Um, I used to be terrified of being in a big group of women they'll they'll only this will be a very small event so it's only going to be 10 to to 15 Mm. women Um, we want to keep it that way so we can really connect deeply Mm. so know that 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 feels important to to share and I used to be so terrified of being seen because I was so bullied by women Mm. and so judged um from a very young age I never felt accepted by by Women. Um I had very few, like I had a few really close friends who mm. are still here today, and I cherish their friendship
0: mm. so
1: much. And they were the and and it was so funny because they were also women who felt like they'd never been accepted by women. And I was like, I was like, this seems to be a common thing. There are some <laughs> women that never feel accepted. So I wanna I wanna share that that. I, I really recognize and value those those feelings of fear that come up with being seen by another mm. group of women. And so often there is so much, like this feeling of competition and feeling of being torn down and that there's not enough space. Like, like oh, I need to be the prettiest or I need to be X or she's pretty. Like, like oh, that, uh, excuse my language, but that bullshit drives <laughs> me so crazy. Like, I just want to support each other and like build each other up rather than tear each other down. And what I've found in this work and actually particularly the course that that Liz and I have been on, I have been thrown into Zoom rooms with random strangers, all women, um, (laughs) or or Wemexin, also also people who identify as non-binary, but very that kind of, when I say like female or, or or woman, like I often like to use, put an X in as well. So really signifying anyone who, identifies, um, as a woman, um, has a connection maybe to pussy energy and also who has maybe been socialized as a woman or, or who has felt those, mm. the impact on their sexuality that often comes with this socialization or this identity of mm. a woman. So, so know that this event as well is, is designed to be inclusive of anyone who kind of fits, fits with, within that, that, that form of, form of identity. It's really a space yeah. to deconstruct that, that social conditioning and those mm. pressures that we often find as those who are socialized by as, as women. Um, but I was thrown into all these different zoom rooms with these Womexen um, and, and got X's. Um, I love <laughs> having the X's in there. So, it's so good. Um, and, oh man, I used to feel so sick like I felt so sick at the beginning um, of the year, like being thrust into these spaces and and such a fear of like being judged. And the more and more I did it, and I'm getting chills and again, quite emotional thinking about mm. it, is the more and more I did it, the less frightening it became. And the more I was amazed at how seen I was, how empathized yeah. I was with, and how held I was in these mm. spaces by these strangers um and how it wasn't frightening there was no mm. judgment there was just love and acceptance and and that's not something that i've necessarily experienced with being say thrown into um like a, a random zoom room with with like a man um or like yeah. like so that it's just it's just this different bond this different feeling yeah. that that comes with that experience of of sisterhood as as listeners. Yeah. So I really want to like make note to that and know that if you are feeling resistance to that, oof, I feel you. I feel you. I really mm. do. I really, really do. and yeah. and yeah, and if if you again, if you feel that combination of in your gut, of that mm. anticipation, that that excitement mixed with a little bit of fear, have a listen, see if that's your inner wild woman saying, (laughs) go see, surrender, explore, play, um, and see how it, see how it feels to be in that, in that space. Um, and I really hope that you would feel that, that connection, that, that to feel seen, to feel empathized with, to feel yeah. held in yeah. a group, and genuinely allowing myself to be held by a group of of women has been one of the most healing experiences, or oh, ever. That's that's healed some. I feel like deep ancestral shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I feel you. I hear you. And oh, and I I I, and I have had similar experiences and. It's, it's, um, I think my first real experiences with like sisterhood, even just like on mm-hmm. the short term is when, um, I used to live with, um, uh, Lynette or she's also known as the spiritual femme on, on Instagram. And she, she started her career as, uh, just by organizing women's circles and yeah. stepping into that circle. And it's just show up as you are. There is no judgment. And we're not going to give each other advice. We're just here to hold space for each other and listen. And the magic that just bubbles up naturally in a space like mm. that, in sacred sisterhood, is 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 life-changing. And that is exactly what this workshop is also about. It's show up as you are. We are, yeah. we are going to be singing, but we're not singing. For the performance of it. We're not only singing if you sound perfect. No, we are singing because it's a lot of fun. I myself, I love singing. I don't I'm not necessarily, I wouldn't call myself a singer. (laughs) Um, I I, I do think there's shame there to unpack still, but I have realized a while back that the act of singing to me feels like a total reset, a total cleanse. If Mm -hmm. I feel stuck in my energy, Mm -hmm. I will put on that one playlist with all the songs that I can belt out at the top of my voice and I feel cleansed afterwards. So that is what we really want you to have that feeling of that reset of that cleanse of that connection to your body. And uh, I don't give a hoot what you sound like. I care that you have fun while doing it. Um, Agreed. Yeah yeah oh mm. so good Liz <laughs> I'm so excited
1: and Me I cannot too. wait to unleash this magic yes yes yes, mm. yes, yes.
0: unleash your voices unleash oh, <sighs> just <oof. laughs> mm. yeah oh well I think this was an amazing conversation I have no idea how Loved long it. we've been talking this has been very good <laughs> Um, so I would love to maybe finish off this conversation to hear from you. We've already got like a few hints here and there, uh, since it's the turning on podcast and I know how you feel about living life in a state of turn on. What is one little thing you'll do to really get into that state of turn on? Like well, maybe a little self-care thing or, oh. yeah. Oh, I do so much. <laughs>
1: I live such a pleasure focused life and it's really the life, the life for me. Um, But I think when I think of like, what's one thing that really, oh, it's, it's moving. I have, I have like a couple songs it's putting on putting on one of my favorite songs that I know makes me feel really, really sexy that I know Mm. I can like start to move my body to that I can sing to that I can put my emotion into my singing, into my words, into my expressive movements. And I don't do this. Like, I mean, I love, I, I now love to dance in front of others. That used to be something I was like really um, shy around, but I love just doing it for myself and just Mm. moving myself in a way that just feels so good and following the intuition of my body and listening to where my body wants to take me. And (laughs) oh my God, does that like turn Mm. me on? It feels (laughs) so, so delicious to feel so connected to my own body, to be able to move that energy around any stuckness mm. and just allow myself to feel so expressive and and so alive.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And I, I fully resonate with that. I also, mm. uh, dancing is a part of my my self-pleasure um, ritual. I like to start <laughs> off with dancing until I've hit that, yeah, that peak mm. spot of, of turn on. Can you share one of those songs with us which Yeah yeah oh so
1: there's there's a song which, so one of the songs I really love is like "Figures" by Jesse Reyes. Mm. Um, is really really beautiful. It's quite it's quite deep, and I I I love embracing the shadowy stuff. Ooh. So this this is quite like it's quite a shadowy song for me. It goes quite deep and quite like emotive. Um, and then another one that I love is "Shake It Out" by Florence and the Machine. I find that that is a really really nice. big go-to for me to be honest anything by Florence and ah. the Machine is like a massive 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 go-to yeah. but I'd say um those two and then another one that just really gets me going is um Twice by Little Dragon mm-hmm. as well like just there's like a beat a rhythm to it that just like gets my body to to move like back and forth and to really like drop drop in um yeah Oh, so good. So, so good. So yeah. Mm. If anyone, if anyone ah. is like, I love these, songs, please as well. I love hearing from you. So please do feel free to find me on um, Instagram. I'm at Rosa Maxwell. Um, drop me a DM. I love, I love to chat. I love to share wisdom. If you're mm. like, oh my God, these are my favorite songs. Ah. <laughs> please let me know. Um, or if you're like where can I where can I listen to these i'll i'll send you links um but yeah i really do i love i love to connect on instagram i love to build community there and really share mm. a lot of a lot of wisdom and and give what i hope is is a lot of value to really Bringing us back to reconnecting with our, our bodies, to mm. reconnecting with our turn on and really allowing ourselves to feel that power in our sexuality, to feel that confidence and really feel that turn on and that pleasure in in life, mm-hmm. so if that's your jam, like come on over. I would love to love to, <laughs> love to have you and love to speak to you.
0: Mm, amazing, yes. I'll make sure to put your your Instagram yeah. handle in the description. And yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. all that's left for me to do is say thank you, thank you, thank you for this juicy conversation, and I cannot wait until I'm back in the UK again and we can start oh, I can't wait can't wait to see you yes. in November oh my gosh <laughs> oh, The workshop ready, is ready world so good. Yes. <laughs> amazing ah, okay well thank you so much <laughs> mm. Mm. listening back to that conversation after editing feels so so good in my body I enjoyed this so much and I hope that you all did too. Um, I've tried to put all the books and songs we mentioned into the show notes and I'll also there put Rosa's Instagram handle and my own, as you might know by now, which is liz.hunter.coaching. Um, so yeah, definitely send me and her both a DM if you want to chat about what we've discussed here in the in this conversation. Um yeah and I'll also add a link to our Eventbrite page for the workshop as mentioned. And if after all of this you feel called to really work on embodying your inner wild woman, connecting to your body and your sexuality and really finding your voice and reclaiming your pleasure, I have spots open in my deep diving one-on-one coaching program Venture into Venus. Um, And it would be my honor to guide you through that process. So thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait uh, to share more with you very soon.